Hello, you spunky monkeys. It's me, Kitty Von Tastique. And in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about being home alone. Ooh. Something that can be terrifying for some people, but is actually my dream come true. And as a natural loner, I thought it was my obligation to share with you how to be home alone and enjoy it. <laughs> so, are you ready? Are you ready, Rocksteady? Let's go! Welcome to the Anything But Typical podcast. I'm Kitty Von Tastique, a neurodivergent unicorn, as I like to call myself, which basically means an autistic person who likes to stay at home. Uh, (laughs) And that also makes me the perfect person to talk about staying home alone. I know, because I kind of take to being by myself like a duck to water. Uh, I think it's kind of part of the autism thing. I love my own company. So being socially isolated for some people is a new experience. Some people have never been home alone and I understand how it could be really depressing. It can be for me too, but I'm also kind of the opposite. I find being in social situations very draining. So that's why I tend to isolate myself by choice a lot of the time to kind of recharge my batteries. So some of the ways I do that are things like I do solo dates at home because, you know, it's not like anyone's here with me. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, solo dates are good, you know, for looking after yourself, making yourself feel special, for breaking away from the everyday. In the same way that routine is also really useful because routine kind of keeps you on track. So if you're going to sit around at home all day in your tracky dacks, that's going to get you down, honey. (laughs) She says sitting in her tracky ducks, uh, tracky pants, like tracksuit pants. I should clarify what I'm actually saying. All the people overseas are going, what are you talking about? Tracky ducks? What the hell are they? Uh, tracky ducks means your tracksuit pants. So I'm sitting here in my tracksuit pants and my fluffy little slides like a bogan. <laughs> See, I shouldn't have told you. I'm shattering the illusion, aren't I? You look at that photo of my uh, podcast picture and you're like, she's glamorous. Not all the time, honey. Not all the time. <laughs> she also likes to sit around in her tracky dacks. So. <laughs> but sitting around your tracky dacks constantly is going to do your head in, all right? Heads up. So good things to do are to keep a routine. Matt Haig is a great writer. He's out there on Instagram. Go check him out. He's also on Twitter. And he's a writer. He's had depression. He says a lot of wise things, like all the time anyway, but especially right now. Okay, so Matt Haig posted this the other day, all right? He said, routines are everything. Getting out of bed when you don't have to, having a shower, getting dressed, eating regularly, replacing the gym with a home workout, doing whatever else you can do when you can do it. When reality knocks us, routine gives us the structure to absorb it. Now, can I just say amen to that? I reposted that on my Instagram because as someone who has had depression and anxiety myself, the way I got through major life events, major kind of depressing life events, like the breakup of my marriage, for example, the way I got through those things was just doing small everyday routine things. So one of the first things I put back into place, for example, was to go and get a coffee. Now I know in this situation, we can't go and get a coffee. You're all like, yeah, I'd love to get a coffee, Kitty, but I'm in social isolation. (laughs) 
<laughs> so sorry, I don't mean literally that, but I just mean that by keeping some sort of a routine, it helps you from getting too far deep down inside your own head. And trust me, I am the queen of being buried inside my own head. Another person I'm loving right now is Rosie Ramsey. She's a UK comedian and she is hilarious, okay? She's so funny and she's been posting videos of her dancing. Oh my God, they're so good. (laughs) So good. So I am inspired to do that myself. If I can get up the guts, I'll do a little dance for you. Uh, If you want me to dance for you, just let me know, okay? But I need encouragement. Being home alone, it also confronts you with how messy you are. (laughs) Look, let me clarify. It's not mess to me, uh, but I do tend to kind of veer towards the hoardery side. Uh, I will put my hand up for that. Uh, It's kind of the idea of not wasting things, you know. I've kind of been taught growing up not to be wasteful, and so I, I tend not to throw things away I think I might need again, but then also I'm really, really sentimental. So I'll also keep things that have sentimental value. So I tend to accumulate way too many things. And it gets to the point that sooner or later I have to address it, but uh, I hate it. (laughs) So I'm going to have to set myself some challenges. Okay. Well, I've done some wellness coach training. All right. What they tell you is start small. All right. Don't aim big. Okay. So if you're going to do something at home, Don't aim to like learn to play, you know, a symphony in the first week. It's not going to happen and you're going to be disappointed that it didn't work. So aim small and start with small victories. So if you start with small victories, it's going to cheer yourself on. You know, like for me, I have a messy house. It's a red hot mess. And what I'm going to (laughs) do, just being honest there, uh, And what I'm going to do is start small, you know, so I might start with tidying up my desk and then I'll move on to tidying up my whole study and then I'll move on to tidying up my whole house in that order. I won't go, I'm going to tidy up the whole house this morning because that's not going to happen. Instead, I'm going to start small and by starting small, it gives me encouragement and positivity to keep going. So anyway, there you go. Top tip. Something else to boost your mood, which is super practical, is to just look at nature. Now, this can be on a screen, it can be in real life, it can be your indoor plants, but there is so much scientific research behind this. It is 100% rock solid. I'm not talking woo. I don't believe in woo, as in like just made up nonsense, but I do believe in science and there is so much scientific research to suggest that being around plants helps us mentally and physically. So just looking at plants can help you heal faster. There's scientific research behind that. Just looking at plants and being around greenery can help to stop depression and anxiety. There's scientific research behind that as well. So, you know, focus in on these easy things that you can do. You know, the mind just has to see greenery. You know, you can just look up a video of someone walking through a forest and that potentially could help you to feel better. So that's another little top tip. I've got lots of plants on my balcony. I live in a unit, but I've just stuffed that thing full of plants. (laughs) I've got moss growing in a terrarium, in a jar, honey, you know. Just go out and grab some moss and put it on some pebbles and spritz that thing once a day, (laughs) you know. However you can get greenery into your life because it's worth doing. It's another top tip. 
so lots of people are currently experiencing anxiety. I know I'm seeing it all over my social media and I'm trying to reach out to those people when I see them. Don't think that you're alone, okay? Don't think that you're the only one experiencing it and that there's something wrong with you because that's not the truth. Lots of people are feeling the same and experiencing anxiety and it's totally normal and you're allowed to feel that kind of a feeling. But what you don't want to do is get so far in your head that you crash your system. I'm also the expert of this, especially recently, apparently. Uh, I went on a date with an amazing person. We got on like a house on fire in a good way, I should clarify. Unfortunately, I then went home that night and had basically like an anxiety slash meltdown and it was just simply because it was overwhelming and I got too far up into my own head thinking about it and I became overwhelmed from the whole experience. If I'd stayed out of my head and in my body and thought about, oh, I liked holding his hand, you know, yada yada, I would have probably avoided having that kind of meltdown and crash. The next day I talked to a psychologist about it and she basically confirmed that and a really good exercise she gave me was when you think about this person that you just met, that you just had the date with, where do you feel it in your body? And I think it's a really good way to reconnect. It's like if you're thinking about something, where am I feeling it in my body? I'm sure I'm not the only one out there who hasn't realized, you know, how disconnected we are with our feelings uh, because anxiety tends to live in your mind. It can also exhibit itself in your body and it does that to me as well. But then to think about positive things and trying to feel those in your body, I think that's a really new experience. And I really recommend that to people to try, you know, think about something that makes you happy and then think about where you feel that happiness in your body, because it's like a physical feeling, you know, something that is so foreign to me, (laughs) but something that I'm trying to get better at. So there you go. Trying to feel my feelings in my body as a physical feeling. That's interesting. Uh, Obviously, don't focus on negative feelings in that way, but trying to focus on positive feelings that way I think is awesome. Another way I get out of my head is to practice mindfulness breathing. And so that's basically just focusing on your breath. I often do this when I go to sleep. So when I'm going to sleep and my mind is just chattering, (laughs) because my mind does that, it's such a pain. I do tend to try and just focus on my breaths and my breathing. So I will count my breaths. I don't know why, but I tend to count to 12. (laughs) So I'll breathe in for one, out for two. In for three, out for four. And I'm counting those in and out breaths. You can just count each breath as one, but I tend to like counting both the in, inhale and the exhale. I'll count to 12 and then I'll re- restart. By focusing on your breath, again, it really pulls yourself away from the chattering monkey in your brain. Another thing I've started doing is I've got a squishy. I love squishies, can I just say? <laughs> If you've got anxiety, go get yourself a squishy honey. They're awesome. Uh, and I'm going to do a little video of uh, squishy breathing, hopefully, uh, which is basically the same thing, you know, breathing, but then at the same time, squishing your squishy. It's so satisfying, can I just say? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Can you hear that? <laughs> That's my happy squishy I've got. I've got a little pink happy squishy from Typo. I love it. It's such good fun.
the other thing I've learned being a self-isolating person is that reaching out to people remotely can actually be just as satisfying and rewarding as reaching out to people in the physical world. So by that I mean I've been encouraged by people on the other side of the world via Instagram messaging. You know, I was having a really bad night and this amazing person, Jen, shout out Jen, you know, she took the time out to encourage me and it meant so much to me. It kept me going on a night where I was beside myself and it was the middle of the night. I didn't want to ring like my my mom or anything. So I thought, she's going to worry if I ring her now. But I was having a big anxiety kind of attack and I was feeling super down. But then Jen was there. She's on the other side of the world in the UK and she encouraged me and I felt amazing and got through it. So never underestimate the power that your kind words could mean to someone as well. If you see someone who is posting on their social media that they're struggling being in isolation, please reach out to them. Please encourage them. I'm sure they would really appreciate it. I certainly know that I have because I've had so many people over the years encourage me and I've been so, so grateful and it has meant so much to me and it has kept me going in some of my darkest hours. So never underestimate the power of reaching out to a stranger and encouraging them that things are going to be okay. In this movie right now of life, you are Macaulay Culkin, okay, my friends? And you are going to get through this. <laughs> we are going to get through this. Don't let those burglars of anxiety and depression get in the door, man. Be armed. Be ready. Have plants. <laughs> Have plants. Do a dance, okay? Those burglars will not pass. Because just remember, just like Macaulay Culkin, we are anything but typical. All right, we will not let this anxiety or depression take us. Reach out, let your friends help you, like that creepy old guy was next door in Home Alone. <laughs> but seriously, you know, think about it. Use what you have, reach out, talk to other people. Because we might be at home, but we're not alone. You got a friend in me, okay? Okay. <laughs> This is Kitty Von Turstig signing off, but you can always find me on social media, okay? Go look me up. All right. Have a great week, and I'm thinking of you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you did enjoy the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. You can also catch me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, or via my website, kittyvontastique.com. <laughs>